Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from bar to bar, from who needs sleep to odds are, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. <laughs> I'm Saker, and I'm a believer. I'm Evan, and I'm a creep. <laughs> no! You can't steal my line from last week, that's not fair. Because we, now what are we going to do? We're going to talk about Radiohead again? <laughs> I did meet a creep this week. You met a creep? Yeah. Okay. So I don't think he was, was it a king in a van who told I, you you looked like Josh Groban? I don't think he was a creep per se. But okay. So sometimes it we get like food in our break room. Uh huh. If they're catering a, a dinner or a lunch or something, they'll just put the food in the break room. And there was they they were these brownies. Right. Like these like uh, they they looked like pretty good brownies. They were like caramel brownies with like chocolate Ooh. chips on them. They're pretty thick. Love it. Um. And there were two left. As I was walking down the hall towards the break room, and I see these brownies, but there's a guy I've never seen before in a business suit, uh-huh. and he's just chowing down on those brownies. <laughs> okay. And so Is he, he double fisted them. No, no. He, okay. he, so he finishes the brownie. He like swallows, and he looks at me, looks at the last brownie, shoves it into his mouth, <laughs> and then gives me a thumbs up no and walks way! away. Yeah. He acknowledged the fact. He just that gave he was... me a just a straight up thumbs up and like a nod, and then just fucking walked out. I'm like, you know. I can't even be mad. Oh my god! Just the panache on that guy. Do you think if if you did not have that guy's presidential material <laughs> for sure, he's absolutely. a sociopath, obviously. Let's say that you didn't have a home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get myself in my homeless mindset. Put yourself in that mindset. Oh god, that sucks. You have, let's say, you have a couple hundred bucks. Okay. You go out and buy a suit. All right. Do you feel like that's the best investment? Because then you can go anywhere. Nobody's going to question a dude. He probably walked into your workplace, went into the break room to see if there was food, ate it up. Yeah, almost no one will stop a white guy in a suit. Yeah. Walk- I mean, I, I use that to get around the hospital a lot. Do you really? Yeah, my I'm technically administrative staff, so yeah. my badge opens a lot of doors it shouldn't. Okay. So I will, when it's rainy outside or something, I'll walk through the hospital. I'll just do like loops and just kind of walk around and see where I can get into. And I've gotten to like apheresis where they're like doing like kidney dialysis and things. Like, I'm like, oh shit, I don't belong here. And oh like, my down, God. Like if you just walk straight ahead and like don't stop, don't talk to anyone, you can just walk anywhere. Yeah, for I mean, sure. If and you... that's, that's again, speaking to my privilege as a white guy in a yep, suit. Yep. Like, Yeah, walk with purpose and no one ever questions you. Yeah. It's even better if you're holding a box. Oh, if you hold a box, you'll get into anywhere. <laughs> Nobody's that. They'll hold doors open for you <laughs> to like the TB quarantine ward yeah. of the hospital or wherever you're I mean, going. That's, that's pretty terrible that I can do that. Actually. Oh yeah, it's it's a nightmare, and I don't take advantage of it. Like if I walk into some place I'm obviously not supposed to be, I'll uh-huh. turn right around. Sure, sure. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you maybe have brought diseases to sterile areas? <laughs> no, no, the sterile areas I can't get into. Okay, yeah, all right. I don't, I don't, I can't get into like the surgery suites or anything. <laughs> not that I've tried. That'd be great. But I've gotten into some weird fucking places. Like there's a, there are probably five or six miles of like ste- of tunnels underneath the. You've told me about these. Yeah. So I go on, I go on like jaunts through the tunnels. Yeah. And I find really weird shit. Right. Like one time I found, like the weirdest I ever found, was I walked into this office. And it was like this old, it was this big room and there was just a uh, one desk in the center, like a big roll top desk, uh-huh. like a huge metal desk. And on it was a pile of disposable razors. Um, oh, what the fuck? It was like Tic Tacs. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, and a huge pile of like ho-hos, like ho-hos. 
Like in, the, in their little individual wrappers. Okay, so they weren't unwrapped. They weren't unwrapped. And there was a sign on it that said, Happy Birthday, Mammon. No, no, <laughs> but no. But it gets weirder because there's like this other part of the office in the back that I didn't see at first. Like it goes like in this, in the, in the back there. And this yeah. voice just says to me, what are you doing here? And it's this deep voice. But the way it said it, like it knew who I was. <laughs> And I wasn't supposed to be there. Oh my! So I just walked out. God, that's insane. Uh, okay, I, I knew that Mammon was something biblical, so yeah. I've just looked it up. <laughs> Mammon in the New Testament of the Bible is commonly thought to mean money, material wealth, or any entity that promises wealth is associated with the greedy pursuit of gain. You cannot serve both God and Mammon. <laughs> yes, I'm wondering how ho-hos, tic-tacs, <laughs> And disposable razors. I think it was probably a dark ritual for more money. Somebody was sacrificing um, <laughs> things that are valuable. To things them. that are valuable. <laughs> These are things that Mammon loves, don't you know? Oh, those Tic Tacs and disposable razors. <laughs> well, he was using the disposable razors to to open and dissect the ho hos. I think in order well, to. It would be hard to do with a disposable. You'd have to like take it apart and take out the little tiny blade. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot better ways to dissect a ho-ho. What are you doing here? Yeah. What are you doing Not here? what are you doing here? Or what, what are you do, doing What are you doing here? here? Yeah. Any, it was you had the emphasis. What are you doing here? <laughs> it recognized. Did you just turn tail? I just, I just walked out. Oh, you walked? Yeah, you I didn't walked. run? I didn't. I just walked out. <laughs> I feel like I would have gone so fast out of that I place. It was like where you're just like walking and then you just do a complete about <laughs> face and just walk out. I didn't answer it. Didn't do anything. Just left. Good Lord. Yeah. Were you were wearing a suit though? I was. Okay. Wow. That's, I, I'm a, a surprised they didn't just let you in. Maybe they, I'm surprised they didn't well, they think. they did let me in. I walked in. They just questioned yeah. what I was doing there. Do you think if you would have answered them, you could have joined their cult? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't want to join the cult of mammon. The cult of mammon. That's so good. Um, all right. Wow. Interesting. Speaking of mammon. Speaking of mammon. And a man who has sold his career for money. Ooh, let's get into this that's week's a, that's song. That's a good pivot. That is a good pivot. That's a good segue. I like it. All right. Uh, this week's song is called Box Set. If you've never heard it, here's a little clip. All right, cool. So, uh, Ed, box set. Uh, any thoughts on this one straight off the bat? Yep. Great. Let me start. <laughs> I got it. Uh, in the I, past, where I've said I haven't liked a Bare Naked Lady song, yeah, I've been wrong. Oh, all of those songs are great compared to this. This is the worst song that they've I've come across on this album this far. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's worse than Wrap Your Arms Around Me. Yeah, I liked Remember, I liked Wrap Your yeah, Arms Around Me. Yeah, you liked a murder ballad. It's worse than What a Good Boy? Oh, yes. This is way worse. I just... Okay. So, as as before, I read the lyrics, and I'm like, okay, this is a song about an aging rocker, right? Yeah. They're going to be a rock... Yeah. It's going to be a rock ballad. Nope. Nope. Latin beat. Oh, well... Latin beat. Yeah. And then... So, that was like a slap to the face. And then, like, why the fuck are they even doing that? Like, again, they're they're band school geeks, right? Right. So, there's... Look... And I felt like... In the past, they've they've pulled all their sort of experiences in, 
and it's to, to sort of elevate the music. Mm -hmm. And here, they're just, I just felt like they were showing off. Like, look what we can do. A bunch of white boys from Canada, we can do a fucking samba beat. I love this song straight off the bat. And that, uh. that samba beat at the beginning is so good. Listen, when we just did, last week we did King of Bedside Manor. And you, you... You, you gave a hand wave to their cartoon noise. It's like, oh, it adds a sense of urgency. Like, this song is great. I, I think musically, it barely matters that there's a samba beat because it's just, I mean, a lot of the topic of discussion of this song are about how, like, oh, you know, uh, I'm too old for this. I'm too old. I tried, I tried the techno beat and it didn't work and all my friends, fans questioned so, me. So and what you're saying is this, the, the, song, the, the fact that they use Latin rhythms yes. on a song about probably uh, like a american rocker or a canadian rocker we're assuming you don't know that well okay let's get into that actually <laughs> okay because they mentioned 1973 uh-huh right oh. so what i did is i pulled up like the top 100 songs in canada for 1973 to okay. try and figure out who the fuck they're talking about sure so you've got like carly simon you're so vain was one of them and okay. i'm like okay carly simon because okay so they're only talking about a single person so i didn't i didn't look at like bands or anything okay and her life is actually doing okay she's married to james dean like she's still touring and doing in 73 yeah no, this, i mean but nowadays even now like she's her, not she, married to james dean anymore i hate to break it oh, to you oh no <laughs> But she married James Dean. Anyway, but her life, I mean, she's still touring and still doing, like, she's still releasing stuff and her career hasn't, like, bottomed out. Uh-huh. Then there was uh, Jim Croce's, like, Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. Yeah, I don't that, think so. I don't think so either. Then Ed Edgar Winter's Frankenstein, which I've never actually heard before, uh, but he did also free ride, like, come on and take a free ride. Oh, okay. So he's that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's still touring, still doing good, but I think it, what I think it is is Billy Preston. Um, who's billy preston he's uh he's a super famous well he's never gotten really really famous okay but he's with like he's always famous adjacent to everything and he did he, he has a song that's still on my playlist to this day like nothing from nothing nothing oh, from, from nothing, nothing leaves nothing. nothing that's just that the fucking beat yeah, he's just a fucking a musical song. genius but he worked with the beatles he worked with the rolling stones uh he composed uh joe crocker's you're uh you're so beautiful to me which is actually okay. about his mom oh really he that about his mom yeah he worked with luther vandross whitney houston eric clapton um and he had like well-documented like uh alcohol and drug trouble troubles and he sort of uh bottomed out he actually almost he, he got on trial for setting his house on fire Jesus. for like to try and get insurance money yeah. to pay for alcohol and drugs and his last song charted in 86 so i think it's about this guy billy preston <sighs> Um, I think I think you might be putting. I appreciate the effort and the research, but I think you might be putting too much real world into this song. I think it might be about a fictional aging uh, rocker. Okay, so but but you're admitting it's about a rocker. That was what I was. That was the whole thing. You've been predicating your things based on rocker, so I said the word. But that it was, could be about a a, a Latin. <laughs> No, oh, were, I, I do think it's not a rock. There were no Latin no, it's fine. rhythms that charted in 73 in so Canada. So what? So what? So, like, it, so so it's like they have a fucking dartboard where they're like, this song's going to be about aging rocker. We're going to put a Latin Latin beat. Okay, let's do that. But that's what I'm saying is you didn't mind it on King of Bedside Manor. This song's going to be about a Lothario. We're going to put <laughs> cartoon noises. <laughs> and you were like, yeah. And now you're like, boo. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's. It's quick. It's fun. It's like we're dancing. We're having a good time. Like I just love it. Like I think it's really cool. So Gordon is a great fucking album. Yeah. But every song can't be a hit, right? And this is a real miss for me. Like I just, 
I love Latin music. Like, okay. I, I mean, if you're going to, but like a bunch of, and they do it, they do it competently. They're, right. They're not, they're not fucking it up. Right. But I mean, if, if you're going to listen to Latin music, you got to listen to like Eliada Sochoa. You got your, you got your Ivechi Sangalu. You got your Daniela Mercury. Like these beautiful, you, like you these, looked at, you Wikipedia a list of Latin no, musicians. No, these are people who are on my, I, I want me to go out to my car. I got a CD with them on it. Yeah, I want you to leave. All right. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. Stay I'll bring here. in the CD. We'll put on some Yiri Didi Bong. It's beautiful. <laughs> oh, is that Quika in that song? Love no. that Quika. No. No. But no, like... I, so, felt, I felt that this song was culturally appropriative rather no, than... shut paying up. off. You're saying that you can't do a song in another genre? I'm not genre? saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying I didn't like this song and I didn't like... It's, it didn't feel like tribute to me. It felt like... Like, literally, they threw a fucking dart at a board and got Latin rhythms. I agree. But this is, and this is the first song I think where we're not going to be in step with each other. Cause I think we have the same idea and we're just seeing it from two different eyeballs because like two different eyeballs, <laughs> yeah, my left, left one, right. my right one. But I just feel like in this one, we're like, I, I, they picked a genre. They, they had like, everybody was just jamming in the studio one day. They're like, Oh, this is fine. And Stephen Page is like, I'll write some lyrics for it. They wrote the lyrics. And then they put it together, and it's a fucking jam. This song is a bop. I felt like they were just showing off. Like, oh, look what we can do. That's okay. It's in it. This is a fun band. Like, this yeah. is a band whose intention is to have a good time, have a lot of, like, laughs. And, like, this is a, this song is is a bop, and I, I think there's a lot of, of fun in this song. You can tell they're having fun when they're recording it. Yeah, I guess. This just felt like, like a straightforward sort of song about a jaded rocker. Like, basically grade nine. It's, it's just what it is. It's, I, there's nothing. There's nothing else here. Now. Here's what I think. I think that when when the song premiered, you may have been right. Mm -hmm. But viewing it from today's standards, mm -hmm. this song lyrically to me stands out on this whole album as they this is the most adult song because I feel like they understood what was going to happen to them. This song is so prescient for the future uh, of Bare Naked Ladies. Prescient or arrogant? I don't think no, I think it's prescient because I don't think they ever thought it would be about them. I, I don't think that this song was meant to be autobiographical or or future autobiographical. <laughs> I think that this song was meant to be about aging rockers, and then they they slipped into it. Like this song is fucking like Ebenezer Scrooge saw his grave and then like flicked off the ghost of Christmas future. Like, hey, fuck you! Like, I want to slip into the grave eventually anyway. It's yeah. fine because like I'm not gonna be a good person. <laughs> fuck being a good Bullshit. person. <laughs> like I I I love. I think I I wrote down some some interesting stuff. Now, immediately, obviously, the link here is to one week, right? Like, yeah. it's an aging rocker who had one popular song, and then all of his fans are like, you got to redo that song. That song is great. We want the next one week, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I feel like that's that's exactly what they were slipping into here. What's funny? Did you watch a live version of this? Is this the one where they were with clowns? No. What? <laughs> this one where they dressed as clowns. Holy shit, I can't wait to see some live. No, in, in live, or live, they say... Uh, uh, some stupid number one hit single has got me in this mess. And then he says, it's been, you can put it on every compilation. That's all right. He starts the next line with the, it's been, which cracked me up. So they're, they're turning an eye. Yeah. I just love that current BNL is like, oh, shit, you guys were right. Like we fell into our own trap. And now I'm not sure. Here's the deal. That was Stephen Page singing this song. Mm -hmm. I, I think this alienation aspect is, is prevalent for BNL. So since 2005, they've only played this song live 10 times. Before 2005, 
this was regular rotation for them. According to setlist.fm, which okay. is record setlist for bands, right? All right. I feel like starting in 2005, they were like, oh shit, that's us. We did that by accident. And now they're almost too ashamed to play it anymore. They're like, oh my God, like we, we are who we have dreaded becoming. We are the monster. We lived long <laughs> enough to see ourselves become the villain in this story instead of dying as the hero. Like, so I feel like this song is a glimpse of their future that they refused to accept and therefore eventually accepted anyway in an entirely different way, right? Also okay. live, they replace 1973 with 1993 when they uh, sing it live, which is so crazy to me. Everybody just wants to hear Gordon. I don't know, but like, I really, really love Gordon's that a great too. fucking album. Gordon is a fantastic album. But just like, they, they make it personal. They make it themselves. And then I was thinking more, and I thought maybe this isn't about BNL, but maybe this is about Stephen Page specifically, mm -hmm. right? It's about his personal hell. Yeah, I never okay. thought there'd be days like this. There was always someone at my door, right? Uh, I never thought I would miss the crowd. They would always holler for more. Like, I'm wondering where my friends are in this time of need. Okay. I never thought there'd be days like this. There was always someone at my door. Never thought I would ever miss The crowd would always holler for more Like, I feel like this song is specifically like Stephen Page, like, hey, like, I, I feel like, here's what happened. Stephen Page woke up one day, they composed this Samba melody in the studio, <laughs> and then Stephen Page woke up the next day and sitting on his, on his nightstand, fully composed were the lyrics to this song. And at the bottom, the written in pencil, it said, You're gonna need this. You're gonna need this, Steve. <laughs> like, and he refused- Don't make the same mistakes. <laughs> Love, the... SP. Yes, don't make the mistakes I did. So I think future Stephen Page delivered this song whole cloth to past Stephen uh, Page, who refused to accept it. I really like your read of this. Yeah. Which is the thing I like most about this song, because everything else, I, I guess your interpretation of this song hasn't made me like it anymore. <laughs> okay. But I really like your interpretation <laughs> of this song. I mean, this song was so nothing to me that, and the YouTube playlist yeah went to brian wilson next and i just let it ride like more times than not like oh yeah brian wilson here's a good song <laughs> here's a good song oh man i don't know i just yeah because I, I feel like every, like almost beat for beat everything in this song like uh disc one uh, it's all our greatest hits if you're a fan you know that you've already got them disc one it's where we've begun it's all my greatest hits and if you are a fan then you know that you've already got them they released an album of their greatest hits called Disc One, All Their Greatest Hits. Yeah, I'm, like, sure, that was, I'm sure that was exactly It was tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. yeah, of course. But, like, I, I think all, their, their tongue-in-cheek eventually became non-ironic. Like, they were like, well, here's some irony. Well, you never thought we'd do this. And they were like, oh, fuck. Well, we, I guess we're actually these people now. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I really liked that. I don't know. I, I kind of wondered how baby BNL would feel about current BNL. How do you, do you have any interpretation of that? Because I mean, like, I never thought that words like product could ever leave my lips. Mm -hmm. And now they are, you know, they're the theme song for the Big Bang Theory. Like, uh, you I know guess, what I mean? But I don't, I still don't feel, I don't know. I don't feel like they've sold out because they're still trying to do their own thing. Like they're not, they're not, I mean, they are just basically an oldies band. Like they're not gonna, like they're, I don't think any of their new albums have had chart, have charted no, at, at all. So not. they're not. They're not, people aren't coming to see can, hear Canada Dry or right. anything like that. So I'm sure when we go see them, 
they're going to play 90% of their old stuff, right? That's well, what people are paying for. I checked setlist.fm. They're playing probably about a third new stuff, maybe up to like half new stuff, but a lot, a lot of old stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's what people want. Yeah. Right? So so I don't, I don't feel like they've wholly sold. They're still trying to make good, I think. Yeah. And... I don't know how many more CDs they've got in them before they realize they're just an oldies band, like the Beach Boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose that's true. I don't think they'll ever give up the ghost, though. I think in Canada, they're still so revered. I mean, you saw the Juno Awards. Yeah. And and people yeah. are still talking. Here's the deal. a lot. There's a lot of buzz on the internet right now about Stephen Page, like... Oh, going back in. Yeah. I hope so. That would be so That'd nice. Be amazing. Unless right? we can get Rivers Cuomo in there. Oh, man. Or... Uh... Who else did we decide on? I can't Macy remember. Gray. Yes, Macy Gray. That's right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, so, like, I, I, I love the narrator on this one. Um, I thought the bridge was awful. I will agree with you on the bridge. Because they, where they do lounge singer? Like it just... turns into like a lounge film noir sort uh -huh. of like, it does not fit with the rest of the song. It doesn't work. And the most insulting part of all is they couldn't think of a way to end it. So it literally fades and the regular <laughs> song starts again. Like they couldn't even bridge the gap. It's 1973. So, okay. So this is a song where they could have done a lot of different musical styles they right could have, like because they're talking about a box set and about a guy who is trying to be a musical chameleon and jump into new stuff so they could have actually pulled in a bunch of different types of mu musical stylings and they they pull in that lounge singing but right. that's about it like yeah it's all just samba well, I don't, some, I don't i'm think not sure so. why i mean i think they do a lot of uh disc five that's the 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 techno like i was i was so sick so a computer had to do it all for me Like, I think that's pressure of auto-tune. They should have used auto-tune there. I don't know if auto-tune existed. I don't think it did until Cher yeah. came, invented yeah. it. But, yeah. like, they could have like done something. Love. I love the uh, disc, si uh, disc six, the, the techno mix, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they add those orchestral hits. Like, they're yeah. trying. They, they, they dip a little bit. They don't do enough. You're right. Disc six, a dance remix. I can catch the latest trend. I will agree with you that they don't do enough. You have a consternation face, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like I, I feel like they tried. And I like your, I like your interpretation of this, but I don't like this song at all. Uh, not even lyrically. No. So like, uh, lyrically, I love it. Like the subversion of, of the first lines, even like I never thought that you would love me the way that you do. I never thought that you would love me half as much as I do. Like it's a, it's a well-worn joke. But I like, because obviously, yeah, I never thought you would love me half as much as I love you. But no, it's half as much as I do. Like, I love mm -hmm. myself. Like, again, we're playing with that tongue-in-cheek. I thought that, actually, their rhymes in this were on point. Maybe yeah. it's a lack of inspiration that makes me stoop. Maybe it's a lack of remuneration I can't recoup. Like that's a rap yeah. rhyme. That that's those a good, those are pretty good rhymes. Those rhymes are so deep, they're entrenched, there's right. layers, it's onion-like. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a lack of inspiration that makes me stoop. Well, maybe it's a lack of remuneration 
a caracou. And then during the choruses, I'm just gonna attack yeah, you yeah. with things. I, I, I don't have any. I don't have any qualms about this song technically. Okay. Yeah. The, the chorus, I just didn't like it. The chorus rhyme scheme is like A A B C D D E C F F G C. Like, because uh, it's a disc one. It's all been done. An album worth or uh, uh, whatever it is. Uh, here, re read it to me. It's all been this one. It's where we've begun. Oh, uh, this all one. My greatest hits. Yeah, but if you're a fan, you know I already got them. So like, you've got A A B C, and then disc two. It's all brand new and uh, an album's worth of hits. Um, or an album's worth of songs, but if we had to leave the whole disc blank because another label bought them. Like, I just love that they're doing, like, both internal rhyme and external rhyme yeah. throughout the entire chorus. Both choruses are different. Like, fuck, this song to me was just, like, wow. so good. Wow. I, I really, I, it was a jam to me. I think you heard the song, but at the beginning you were like, done. <laughs> no, I, uh, I just, the song, I just kept, a lot of times when I'm listening to the songs over and over again, something jumps out at me. Right. Nothing jumped out at me about this song. It was just like, he could have just been he could have just been mumbling to like a Casio keyboard set on Latin rhythm. Like that was basically what it was to me. Like sure. I don't I don't I don't I just didn't get anything from this song. <laughs> that's that's really sad. Uh, no, I mean, I, like I said, they can't all be hits for me. I mean, and people, you obviously like this song a great deal. I feel like you can have an album's worth of hits. <laughs> they probably do have an album's worth of hits. But over not like, there, I I feel like I mean, once we start moving forward, I feel like stunt maybe. Once we get up there. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to hide my biases. I think Stunt and Maroon are their golden years. Okay. And I feel like those two albums, maybe not Maroon, but Stunt might be an album's worth of, I don't know if there's a bad song in there. I mean, we'll decide when we get to it. I haven't re-listened to it for a long time. Yeah, it'll be fun. But I feel like Gordon is pretty close. Gordon is a lot of yeah, great songs. Gordon's a great a great album. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't, I feel like this is one of the goodies. I don't know. <laughs> But maybe I'm wrong, I guess. It's always possible. That's why I have so many fans to this, of this song. That's why, they, that's why everyone's screaming for box set at the concerts. Uh, I, you box know, we should. Set, box set. Box, box set. set. <laughs> they, they, I will never scream for this song. They spell this song sometimes B-O-X space S-E-T. Mm -hmm. But on some discs, it's labeled as B-O-X slash S-E-T. Hmm. Which I think is more differentiation between the human side and the vampiric side of the humanity. They could spell it B-A-C-H apostrophe S oh. set, S-E-T. Uh-huh. So it's a reference to Bach. <laughs> yes. Of course. No, I understood. His musical career. <laughs> That's very possible. Hope um, you enjoy my new box set. <laughs> enjoy my new box. It's got the, the lullabies. The oh, shit. That's Brahms. Fuck. I fucked up. Um, as usual, great harmonies on this song. Yeah. Um, there's a great piano breakdown after the second verse that I'm gonna put right here just so you can hear it. <laughs> yeah, they're very talented. They're yeah. very talented musicians, and they can they can really bring it on these. I just I, I like it. Just this was like the musical equivalent of like oatmeal for me. Like it, oh, it filled me up, and it just there was nothing. There didn't even have any like raisins or brown sugar it in it. It bums me out. I feel like you sold me and and mellow on wrap your arms around me as a murder yeah, I know ballad. You're really hard. And actually, you've brought me around a lot on this. Like I I just totally dismissed this song. Right now, I'm like, okay, it's got some good points, but I still don't like it. Yeah, Stephen Page, the time traveler, I think should should bring us. A little closer to time traveling vampire, <laughs> Stephen Page. Yeah, definitely. I, so there's nothing else I can do to get you to like it. What if I give you money? Yeah, I'll take your money. Okay, great. I'll take your money. We'll do that after this. Uh, yeah. After the episode's recorded. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. It's all been done here in a second. <laughs> 
Are you scared? Because it does it again. I forgot. Because they think it's done and then they scare you again. And then that's not even the good part when it gets into that crazy organ or like. Is that what it sounds like? It's too fast for a human voice to replicate, okay? Okay. Fingers are faster than the vocal cords, as my mom always says. That's right. Your spooky, spooky mom. Yeah, my spooky mom. She might be a Sasquatch or a vampire. She might be listening to... <laughs> Just stare at me like a fucking idiot. <laughs> she might be listening to Marianne's macabre movie reviews. If you like thrills, chills, and all things horror, Marianne and friends have you covered. Uh, in Marianne's macabre movie reviews, they cover current horror movies in theaters, along with reviewing older horror films and comparing remade international ones. What makes a good horror film? What do people think is scary? What is cheap and overused? Subscribe to Marianne's Macabre Movie Reviews on iTunes and other podcasting services to find out. New episodes release every Tuesday. Tuesday? That's our day. Yeah, you're competing with us, Marianne. Stop horning in on our territory. I'll tell you what's scary. These fists when you catch them, Marianne. <laughs> we'll show you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> we are not, Saker is not threatening anyone. I just want to make that very clear. He is not a violent man. Uh, uh, it's all been done anyway, so head over to iabdpresents.com and please support all the programming at patreon.com slash iabd. I listened to a couple episodes of this. It's a, it's a good, it's a good I, show. You keep doing I really, this. I really like to, because I, I want to talk about the podcasts, right? Yeah, but we can leave the, we, it's 30 seconds contractual obligation. We record these ads and they're a uh, minute 50 well, already. Thanks for, thanks for filling more dead air, but I, they did one on the Leprechaun franchise. Yes, they which did. Which I very much enjoyed because I love the Leprechaun franchise, even though not all of them liked it. And if they didn't like it, they're wrong. Ooh, you should be on an episode. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing Ace Ventura. Alrighty then. Ace Ventura colon scared stupid. <laughs> That's iabdpresents.com. All right, we are back. So right now we are going to spin the dial to see what our bonus segment will be for this week. So our bonus segment for this week is... First, I'd like to say that I take back everything negative I said about Box Set. <laughs> it is an amazing song performed by amazing musicians and has a lot to commend it. Thank you. Like that rhyme structure. It's uh, so good. It's like $20 worth of rhyme structure. <laughs> it's like $20 worth of harmony. Well. It's like, let me count this up. So, There's another 20 here for, let's see. Let's see, let's see what else you got here. You, yeah, make, make my 50 worth it, please. Yeah, gosh, I'm going to get this $10 out. Oh, this, right. is, this is a, a wheel that we've never done before okay. that I am very excited for. So here's what we're going to do. Um, this segment is called One Week. So here's uh, how it works. Um, Evan, I want you to pick out a phrase uh, from this song. Any, any phrase, just pick a random lyric from this song. Uh, all that people want. All that people want. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to search for the phrase, all that people want really badly on Wikipedia. Okay. So when I searched that on Google, all that people want Wikipedia, uh, I found the song, All That She Wants oh, by Ace the of, Ace of Base. Oh, no. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have to jump from All That She Wants by Ace of Base to the song One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. And we have to do it in fewer than seven jumps because there are seven days in one week. So we've taken a lyric from Box Set and we're going to jump to one week in seven days. So it's Monday. So we're taking a lyric from all, we're, we're jumping from all that she wants to seven days. 
To one week. To one week. In seven days. So Monday's Monday's jump is all that she wants. So on Tuesday, where are we going to go from here? Um, what, what kind of stuff? Uh, so maybe, I'm not sure if this segment is going to work at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like this needs a little more research. But uh, So Ace of Base. Uh-huh. They're neo-Nazis. Sure, they're neo-Nazis. So is that going to link us to Brandon Good Lady somehow? Okay, so here's the word album. Do you think album could get us there <laughs> eventually? Do you, think, do you think song could get us there? <laughs> maybe. Oh, The Sign. Did The Sign come out maybe the same year as... The Sign right, is a let's... swastika. So Tuesday is going to be The Sign. Okay, great. So, oh, so we're... Okay, I see. We're jumping to one week. Okay. By so... using links on a Wikipedia page. Oh, we're never going to get with there. With a lyric that we've derived from. So Tuesday is The Sign. Okay, so what's our Wednesday jump? Our Wednesday jump, we got to get to one week by Sunday. We're not going to do this. We're going to do this. I know we're going to do this. So uh, what else charted that week? Uh, do we have other charts? Billboard number one albums. Uh, the Sign. Uh, shit. What do we got here, dude? <laughs> Maybe this isn't going to work at yeah, all. I don't think this is a good sign. Okay, Music Canada. <laughs> music Canada. Okay, so for Music Canada, this is our Wednesday jump. Our Thursday jump is Toronto. Oh. Okay, okay we're getting there. Uh, so our Friday jump is going to be, uh, uh it's gotta be something it's about gotta be, cause we're ladies. in the media in Toronto section. So maybe let's go to sports events, economy, demographics, crime, education, infrastructure, notable people. Cause our Friday jump notable is list of people from Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Uh, scroll down to S uh, uh, be under P. P. page, page, page shit. He's not there. What All right, what about Robertson? Robertson. Not there. Oh, God, are any of these people from, actually from Toronto? Uh, Tyler Stevens is not from Toronto. Oh, God, oh, God. Cregan? Any of the Cregans from Toronto? Because I feel like we're so close. Nope. David Cronenberg. And the last one is Kevin Hearn, who I don't believe is from Toronto. So at this point, we might be out in the cold here. Jeff Healy, God damn it! Oh, who else is in that uh, super group? Um, oh, Moberg. Moberg <laughs> is Moberg. That's the only name I Please remember. Please let Moberg be from Toronto. Uh, God damn it! All yeah. right, we may be shit out of luck here. Uh, are we gonna give up on this one? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure that this even made any sense in the first place. Yeah. Damn it! All right, all right. So from that, I'm going to jump to uh, uh, uh. Adam Copeland, retired WWE professional <laughs> wrestler, <laughs> The Edge. The Edge. And then my Saturday jump is going to be Ontario. And my Sunday jump is going to be... Territorial Evolution. Songs and slogans. Maybe it'd be, be an all with the Ontario <laughs> slogan. Uh, yeah. License plates in Toronto. <laughs> so we were, we were able to get from, from box set to vehicle registration plates <laughs> of Ontario. <laughs> Should we do this segment ever again? Uh, why don't we ask the listeners, <laughs> okay, listeners how bored they were if, while you were while you were scrolling through Wikipedia pages. If you if you like this Follow along at home. <laughs> if you like this segment, hashtag one week geek. If you didn't like this segment, hashtag one week reeks. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Alright, very good. So, uh, Evan, we gotta talk about this song, box set. Was it bare naked or fully clothed? As usual, we're gonna start with you. Okay, this song was a white guy, a white schlub, dressed like in carnival clothes. Uh huh. Like full fucking carnival outfit. Covered head to toe oh. in like Latin flair. Uh huh. Got his little fedora with the feather. He's got his big 
yellow puffy uh, sleeve, pirate shirt. sleeves. He's got his vest on. Uh-huh. He's got his ruffles. Uh-huh. He's got his long, his tight pants. He's got his <laughs> shoes, his socks. He's wearing a fucking mask for no reason. <laughs> okay. Like, I can see a little bit of skin. And then behind him is you holding up a picture of him naked. <laughs> I'm his biggest cheerleader. That's right. Awesome. So, so it's like, if you want to see this guy naked, here's what he looks like. <laughs> I'm blackmailing him. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I guess mine can't be the mirror of that, where it's a completely <laughs> naked dude with you holding up a Samba outfit in the background. Uh, no, I think mine is a... Uh, uh, I mean, because what I was going to say, it's a it's a naked dude, except he has tassels on his nipples that he can swivel around while he does his samba dance. And uh, I think he's got the big hat with all the fruit in it. Uh, <laughs> okay. and, and maybe he's got a bongo strapped around his uh, his, okay. his 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 chest. Uh, and yeah, and I think actually that you are are desperately in the picture <laughs> and you're trying to put pants on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Because he's you want chase, me to, you want cha- me to hate it, Evan. He's chasing me, and you keep telling him where I am. He's, you're running around after him with pants, saying you can't go outside like that. <laughs> he's like, you show, I'll show you. <laughs> I feel like this is the worst kind of like neckbeard hipster. <laughs> neckbeard? Like, Who is this song in neckbeard? Uh, I can do Latin rhythm <laughs> as good as they can. <laughs> you haven't heard my piano yet. <laughs> So you feel like this song is a real culture vulture. Like, it's appropriating well, Latin I, culture. I you, don't feel like it was intentional. I don't think there's maliciousness in it. They're just like, hey, look what we can do. What? What's so- I, just, I didn't like this song, so I, it felt appropriated to me. But sure, I bet someone it would feel very different to someone who liked it. Yeah. I'm not saying... In this, fact, it does. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying this song is ob- objectively bad. Evan, let me ask you this. What in fact, sort of- it's the best song I've ever heard. <laughs> Money well spent. <laughs> yeah. uh, what sort of music can white people play? <laughs> We are allowed to play any type of music, uh-huh. but the difference between uh, stealing and tribute is whether it's good or not. That's that's the that's it's the same thing. So it's the same thing in subjective. writing. Like if you're gonna write a pastiche of somebody's work, yeah, you can get away with it as long as it's fucking good. But it's subjective, right? Exactly, which is what art is. I don't like subjectivity. Well then, I wish stop. somebody told me if things were good or bad. Why aren't there gatekeepers, Evan? All right, I guess. I there's plenty of people on the internet who's willing, who are willing to tell you what to think. That's true. Do you think this song has more thumbs ups or thumbs downs on YouTube? Probably more thumbs up because you wouldn't search for this song <laughs> Just, unless you like you don't like dig deep into the Gordon back catalog without wanting to hear it, right? Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> So it is time for some bare naked males. Um, so let's go to um, this next bare naked males. Uh, and um, this is a bare naked males from a man named Greg Dekas. Okay, so Greg Dekas asks, if you didn't know who was the tallest member of the bare naked ladies, who would you think was the tallest? Uh, obviously the Cregan. But you know that. Right. Pretend you don't oh, okay. know. Okay. Who sounds tall? Who sounds tall? I feel like Ed. Ed sounds tall He to sounds you? tall because he's always looming behind the vocals. <laughs> he's like in the... Casting his dark shadow. Yeah. yeah I can't... It's, it's hard to do this because I, I, I know what they look like. You can't pretend that you don't know something? You're a role player. You have it's to like, avoid metagaming all the time. It's like once you learn how to read, you can't look at a word without reading it. Right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. You've just put that in my brain forever. You can't. I try, guess try and look at a word that you can't and not read it. You I can't just do it. Looked at the word Scrabble and I read it, and that's yeah. not even a real word. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, is, 
Can you use Scrabble in Scrabble? No. The word Scrabble is not a oh, real word. Oh shit! I bet it. I bet you could use Scrabble. And it seems kind of. <laughs> my brain just broke. If I was a if I was a robot, my uh, if I was Mister Roboto, I would have just blown a gasket. Yeah. No, I don't think you can use the word Scrabble in Scrabble. Let's mutate this into the bare naked male. Was can you use the word Scrabble? In Scrabble? Hashtag Scrabble, no babble. <laughs> Greg Dekas, why didn't you look this up for yourself? <laughs> if you can't use the word Scrabble, uh, no, I think. Um, to me, who seems like the tallest bare-naked <laughs> lady? Uh, I think the tallest bare-naked lady is Tyler, uh, the drummer. Because to me, it seems like he's just a monstrous figure. It seems like he is. <laughs> his strength is unparalleled <laughs> by any of the bare-naked ladies. He feels like, to me, some sort of creature from another <laughs> dimension with how hard he hits those skins. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I'd is he say. known for his incredibly hard drumming? I I truly think he's the Ringo of the band, where he's like, well, he's a drummer, <laughs> he's in. So actually, he let's do another bare naked males. We've never done two in one episode before, but this one links so closely. I would I would still say uh, the Cregan is a tallest because he plays an upright bass, and I don't know why. That's true. But I've always associated upright bass with like height. Yeah, and he was, according to our last episode, the elf. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's got to be the tallest. Let me ask you this. As, as we all know, of course, uh, Tyler replaced Andy Cregan, uh, right. who played drums for them before they actually released a proper album. Um, so Andy Cregan played drums. He went away. He came back and said, oh, you have another drummer now. Well, I guess I'll play like Quika on this first <laughs> album. And then he left the band after Gordon, right? He was with them, though, on the Juno Awards. Like, he he didn't go, yes. he didn't go up like, talk, but he played piano on the two yes. songs. Yes, yeah, played. Andy and Steven were both back. Mm -hmm. It was the six Barenaked Ladies. Mm -hmm. So we got a question from someone named PK14FB. PK14WB, excuse me. And he said, Andy Cregan, big loss or biggest loss? Well, um... I feel like he's being intentionally inflammatory, right? Because how can it be a bigger loss than Steven Page? can't it can't okay well unless andy cregan has an amazing voice we've like, just never heard it yeah i mean i haven't heard him sing on any songs he opens up his mouth in an angelic choir um yeah maybe so maybe he's a god yeah uh, I, he i'd say he was a big loss because you just said that the drummer yeah isn't much of anything which he's I fine. disagree with. I think he's 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 always missing. Yeah. He's eating a hoagie. <laughs> Where's the drama? We need to release those bonus episodes sometime. But yeah, that hoagie, truly, I think he's very funny. Uh, he yeah. Eating that hoagie was the highlight of my... Uh, uh, and I, I think in later songs, he actually does backing vocals too. But I think... Now, you've never listened to... Have you listened to the album by The Brothers Cregan? No. So Andy and Jim, and I think they have a third brother as well, release an album, which is really good it's it's all very serious songs it's not very funny but it's musically a great album and their like, harmonies are great yeah i'm sure and i almost feel like if we would have had andy in the bare naked ladies the whole time that maybe i don't know how much further you could step up vocal harmonies but could have added another layer to it maybe yeah i don't know yeah i mean i'd so i'd say big loss big loss not biggest because stephen page is obviously the biggest yeah loss. I, you can't have the band without stephen page their last albums have been they can't have the band and they do, but it's not the Brannigan Ladies anymore. Well, you know, uh, I can't wait to listen to all those new albums and come around 100%. I want them to <laughs> win me over, ladies. Trust me, you will not see me with the, the, the naked picture of Stephen Page behind the band then. But we'll talk about it when we talk about it. Okay, Evan, 
It's time to read a iTunes review from our delightful listeners. How can we fucking have iTunes reviews? Nobody listens to us. It's true. Stop. Listening. The problem is we don't have any more iTunes reviews. Oh, thank God. We're out of iTunes reviews. Oh, okay. uh, So we can't. Guys, please like, subscribe, follow us on Facebook. We're at Pod on Twitter. We need more reviews. You need to give us iTunes reviews or else we won't be able to live. Um, I'll, I'll survive. You will survive, but not happily. I mean, there's a difference between surviving and thriving. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> we need those iTunes reviews, Evan. Uh, in the meantime, uh, it's been a fun episode. Yeah, I, I liked the episode more than I liked the song. <sighs> nope, I'm sorry. I love the song. Thank you. More than anything else. <laughs> All right, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. And we'll see you again in one, one week. week.